0: It's time to heed the call of the wild and seek the higher calling. Higher Calling is the voice of mountain and forest wildlife and is hosted by award-winning wildlife journalist and conservationist, Chester Moore. Be ready for an increase in altitude and a relentless pursuit of the creatures that dwell there. Welcome to the Higher Calling. This is Chester Moore. And today we have a very special guest and a very special topic. We reported on the fishing massacre, the fishermen that were murdered in Polk County, Florida. And this is part of an ongoing thing that we've been doing. I've been doing this for more than two years, writing and broadcasting about the dangers of remote areas and and defending yourself and being prepared on Higher Calling. We have Polk County, Florida Sheriff Grady Judd. Welcome to Higher Calling. It is
1: my honor to be with you today.
0: I appreciate that. So on July seventeenth, um, a quite shocking story came out of your county. Where three um, people who were going fishing, three people going fishing, were murdered on a rural road. I believe it was called Lake Streety Road. And um, you guys put the story out about it. And just within a couple of days, there you had uh, three suspects apprehended, and they've been charged with these murders. Um, you said that this was a massacre. So the, it was, you know, the words like heinous and evil were used here. So I take it this was not just your typical murder scene.
1: Well, anytime you have anyone murdered, it's a horrible event. Sure. But to have three murdered at one time, in fact, that's called a mass murder, according to definition. Mm-hmm. But this community is a very small community at the far south end of our county. hmm And it's important to understand the county is about 700,000 people. Yes, sir. And the county is about 2,000 square miles. Yeah. But the interesting part about it is this end of the county is a small community called Frostproof. Yes, sir. That is hugely safe, Mm -hmm. totally safe. Everybody knows everybody. And so to have a triple murder, a mass murder, a massacre down there just really unnerved everyone. And it was important that we solve it as soon as possible. And my homicide team did exactly that.
0: Well, you have three victims, Brandon Rollins, Damian Tillman, and Kevin Springfield. And the oldest one was 30 years old, so lives cut very, very short. Uh, but within short order, you grabbed the suspects, and um, you found the video at a store where there was actually contact between the suspects and the victims?
1: One of the ways we keep crime down and the community safe is we ask the community to help us, and two things occurred. When we put the request out for information, Mm -hmm. a lot of people called in that had no idea about who did the murder but said, hey, you need to look at this guy by the name of TJ.
0: Wow.
1: Well, interestingly enough, as we're working the crime scene, In Damien's truck, we found a bag from a local store, a local Dollar General. Mm -hmm. So we went to Dollar General, and they were totally cooperative with us, and we got a video of where Damien was standing in line preparing to check out, and he was talking to TJ. And this conversation was a very friendly conversation. It wasn't animated. They weren't mad. They knew each other. As you see... Damien getting ready to check out, he tells the clerk that he's going fishing. Now, what's more wholesome than going fishing with your best friends Let's on say. Friday night in Frostproof, Florida? Absolutely. So as he checked out, TJ asked his brother, Robert, who was also in line. He said, did, did he just say he was going fishing with Kevin? And Robert said, Yeah, that's what he said. Mm. He said, Well take me to the lake. Wow. So that's where TJ, Robert and TJ's girlfriend all confronted the victims on the road, Lake Streety Road near the lake.
0: And you know, this the interest for me for working in the fishing and hunting world is that I'm I'm seeing maybe not a growing number, but a number of crimes happening in these somebody going to do something very wholesome, like maybe going turkey hunting or going fishing with their family. And it seems like that a lot of these criminal actors, that these guys didn't confront them in the Dollar General parking lot. They waited till they were in a remote location. So how how crucial is it for a lot of these bad actors to find this remote area to do what they want to do?
1: Sure. And in this particular incident, It wasn't that they went to a remote area and stumbled upon fishermen and decided to kill them. Yeah, they knew them. In Mm -hmm. fact, this TJ, whether he was right in his assessment or wrong, Mm -hmm. he thought that Kevin had stolen an engine out of one of his vehicles. Oh wow! So he went there angry about that. That's still if even if he's right, sure. That's still no reason to murder anyone, must last three people. So at the end of the day, that's why it's important. I tell everyone in the state of Florida, we have a law that even without a concealed firearm permit, you can be armed when you're going fishing or Mm -hmm. hunting. Mm -hmm. So I tell our sportsmen, first and foremost, learn to handle a handgun, be comfortable with it, Get your concealed weapons permit, but you're not even required to have that to carry it concealed if you're going fishing or hunting. But carry a firearm with you because traditionally you are out alone and yes. by yourself, mm-hmm. e- either on the lake or near the lake, and it's out in the countryside.
0: Well, I appreciate that coming from a law enforcement officer. We have you know something similar in Texas, carrying guns in your vehicle. We have concealed carry here as well. And you're talking to a guy who's found two meth labs. Well, I didn't look for the meth in them, but I found shacks in the woods that shouldn't have been there and got out of Dodge. And thank God, I mean, no one come after me, but it could have been bad situation, you know, and in some of these more remote places like this. So it's good to hear law enforcement officer say, protect yourself, take care. Now, there was an interesting aspect I saw early on reported that these people lived in a trailer that didn't have power. Am I, is that correct?
1: They lived. They lived off the grid. Okay. And it was interesting how we found them. Okay. We got information that they lived on this road and we drove up and down the road and saw no evidence of a a home Mm -hmm. as it was described to us. Then we saw this dirt road through the middle of the woods and we followed it and it broke into an open field about 200 feet deep. Mm -hmm. And there was this compound. They had these old beat up, ragged out recreational vehicles and a little mud hole. I wouldn't even call it a pond. And that's where they lived. No electricity, no mm-hmm. running water. It, it was like, you know, way back in the woods. So we found that interesting. In fact, when we went there with our original search warrant by our homicide team, mm-hmm. we noticed that they were running, uh, human waste out on the ground, which is a violation of law. They had a lot of junk laying around, which was a violation of law. But we didn't have time to fool with that at that time because we were trying to solve a murder. And this compound, if you will, was just family and a couple of close friends. So once we got them uh, satisfactorily arrested, then we went back with another search warrant to do further searching for the homicide But we took my environmental deputies with us this Mm -hmm. time, Mm -hmm. and we arrested everybody that lived in the compound. Anybody that had anything to do with TJ and lived in that compound, we arrested. In fact, it was such a nasty environment, we arrested everybody, including three dogs and a cat, that (laughs) we took to animal control. Because it wasn't fit for the dogs and the cat to be there.
0: Now were they squatting there or was it someone actually owned the property that lived there?
1: We are investigating that at this time. We mm-hmm. think that they were squatting there mm-hmm. because I can't imagine that they owned it. Sure. Because but that's part of the ongoing investigation. We're mopping up the back end of this investigation at this time. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a it is a complicated investigation. It's based on a eyewitness but in Robert is talking to us, the Mm -hmm. brother, Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of evidence, a lot of physical evidence, a lot of DNA that we're following up. Mm -hmm. And then our environmental deputies are doing the other part of it to find out who actually owns the property, how we go about doing the legal cleanup. So there's a lot of details involved with that part of the investigation as well.
0: When we ran the original news story at our Texas Fishing Game, I'm the editor-in-chief of that magazine, e-newsletter, it got an incredible amount of response. Like you said, the most wholesome thing you can think of is going fishing with your buddies and just trying to raise awareness that things like this could happen. Obviously, there was some personal altercation here, but people kill people randomly and all kind of crazy stuff out in the country sometimes or even in cities. So we're just trying to let people know to be aware and also give them an update on what happened here because... There was someone caught very, very quickly here, and we obviously salute you and your department for uh, getting something done really quick on this one.
1: Well, it's important to understand that uh, our homicide team here is simply the very best. In Mm -hmm. the last 12 years, we've only had two unsolved homicides. Wow. And this is a big county with a great population. I have over a thousand deputies. Wow! And over seven hundred thousand people that work here. So this is not a small operation. It's one of the larger mm. sheriff's offices in the entire nation. But the the important thing to understand is, it's better to have a gun in your hand than mm. a cop on the phone. Amen to that. Because the the very last thing that you want to do is have to shoot somebody or kill somebody. No, no one wants to do that. Nobody. But if you ever find yourself in, in that kind of a emergency situation, the cops are never going to be there in time. You've got to defend yourself. And when somebody's wanting to create an environment where that you have to use deadly force, when someone's trying to kill you, you know, it's it's important that you have a gun because you don't want to miss the opportunity to kill somebody that needs killing.
0: Yep, and you know, uh, and in these rural areas like this and stuff like this, it's not like uh, response can be quick sometimes. Uh, you know, so and one of the things we tell people is we got a lot of private hunting leases in places. Is like, don't confront necessarily go confront poachers on your own. Call law enforcement, but also. You know, you want to be, um, if something does happen, you want to be able to defend yourself.
1: Absolutely. And you don't want to mistake a hunter yep. and shoot them exactly. when when they are legitimately hunting. Even if a guy's poaching on the property, okay? Yes, sir. You know, it's, be, it's best never to, to approach them by yourself. But my goodness, even if the guy's poaching on your property, you don't want to shoot him. No. You know? You don't want to get in that kind of conflict. That's not a good thing to do. That's why I warn everybody. Look, that using justifiable force is a horrible thing to have to live with. Yes, sir. But, and I and the easiest thing to do is to uh, try to avoid the environment. But sometimes it comes to you, and you don't have a choice. That's yes. so. And when you're in the hunting and fishing community, I can tell you, I've hunted and fished all my life. Mm-hmm. And I still do. I'm, I have met the greatest people in the world mm-hmm. out hunting and fishing. Just good, solid Americans. But, you know, every now and then, there's going to be a thug and a crook. And you just want to be prepared to protect yourself if it comes down to that person's about to take your life.
0: And that's it. Using cool heads, thinking. And I even tell people, look, if you're going to go into new areas you never been in, investigate a little bit. Find out what's going on in some of these areas, some places you might want to avoid. Um, but also just uh, use a cool head. Don't do conflict. It's better. A broken ego heals a lot quicker than a bullet wound. Absolutely. And uh, But we appreciate your insight on this, and uh, thank you for giving us an update on this and letting people have a really the message of make sure, be calm, be respectful, but also be able to be prepared to take care of yourself. It's not, that's not often a message we hear in the media, of course. And, Sheriff, we appreciate the update on this case. It really shocked the hunting and fishing community, and we appreciate your insight and your time.
1: Thank you, sir. It shocked us all, but go out this next weekend and enjoy God's nature. It's What's the best thing to do with your off-duty time? Take your family, engage your children, and a lot of good fun this weekend in the woods.
0: Amen. Hey, folks, before we go, let me tell you about my good friends at the Houston Safari Club Foundation. This is an organization that supports hunting and conservation. They've taken hundreds of kids hunting and fishing, given out over $2 million in scholarships, and they provided over $4 million in grants to protect wildlife and habitat at home and abroad. They host great monthly events and an annual convention where you can meet other hunters and learn about all types of hunting. Don't let the name mislead you. They're not just about safaris, but definitely about all kinds of hunting, education, conservation, protecting the future of hunting. That's the Houston Safari Club Foundation. Join today. Call 713-623-8844 or go to wehuntwegive.org. To learn more, Higher Calling is brought to you by Texas Fishing Game Magazine, our official sponsor. You can check the online edition out at fishgame.com and also subscribe to their e newsletter. And if you'd like to meet a personally Subscribe you to that newsletter because I actually can do that. You can email me at chester at chestermore.com. Fishgame.com is not only wildlife and fisheries in Texas, but we cover things going on nationwide. And you definitely need to subscribe to the newsletter. Three updates a week. Killer, killer stuff put together by yours truly. Once again, Higher Calling is sponsored by Texas Fishing and Game Magazine at fishgame.com you've been listening to The Higher Calling, hosted by the wildlife journalist Chester Moore. Contact him at Chester at ChesterMore.com. Follow him at Moore on Instagram and his blog at HigherCalling.net.